I'm Dr. Amy King, otherwise known as Dr. Amy, and this podcast is the most important medicine. If you are a healthcare provider or physician, this podcast is for you. This is where we learn about trauma-informed medicine and ways to build resilience in healthcare organizations. We do this through your stories and the stories of other professionals and patients. We listen to each other to transform medicine with compassion and curiosity about what it means to be a trauma-informed practice or provider. Every time you join me, I want you to hear practical information and leave with tangible tools you can use with patients right away. If you're a nurse, you can get credit for listening to this podcast. You're already listening to it, so you might as well do it. Go to rnegade.pro and sign in, create an account. You can listen to this podcast or many others to get credit for listening. All right, let's dive into today's episode. So we are six months into this podcast, 31 episodes and counting. And so I thought today would be just a great conversation to have with all of you, um, kind of an overview and an organizer of sorts. But let me just start by sharing a few things. Gosh, you know, in the last six months, I have laughed. I have cried with some of my guests. I've been so humbled. I've tried to remain curious and I've learned, I've learned so much about what trauma is looking like in healthcare right now, about gaps that are there that we still need to fill in terms of education and training. And I've met so many incredible people. I hope you have too. You know, this podcast grew out of a need for more information and awareness about what trauma-informed medicine is. I do so much work and training in this field, but I wanted there to be like a free, accessible way that people could learn more about trauma-informed care, what it is, how it looks in medicine, and then what to do about it. So I really hope these episodes have been that for you. Um, I thought I would just go through and provide you like a Reader's Digest version of some of our episodes so that you could use this later as an organizer, or if there were specific things you wanted to learn about, I will link up to them and, and let you know which ones I think really hit on those points. So if you remember, in our first few episodes, I was just trying to give you the underpinnings of what trauma is, why learning about trauma-informed medicine is important. It was a few introductory sessions. So if you want kind of some basic underpinnings, please go back and listen to the first couple of episodes. Um, Other good episodes that really talked about the key tenets of trauma and trauma in medicine was episode 13 with Dr. Bruce Perry. He really broke down how we could have meaningful conversations about trauma with patients and make it a little bit less scary to start some of those conversations. He even had practical advice about things we could put into patient portals and little introductory videos we could send kids and families. I mean, that is in and of itself incredibly trauma-informed. My friend Robin Goebel does a great job of talking about how trauma presents in kids in episode 18. Her phrase that she said that I loved is changing how we see people changes people. And I really believe that, you know, if we start looking at people through a trauma-informed lens, the key is instead of asking, what's wrong with that person? You know, why are they acting angry or upset or frustrated? Or why are they quote unquote, medically non-compliant? If instead we start to look through the lens of, 
I wonder what happened and how can I help? It changes everything in how we approach people in this world. So that's some ideas about an introduction to what trauma-informed care is. And then I had some friends join me that talked really about the, um, the way trauma presents in us as professionals or how it presents in a field. If you listen to episode 17 with my friends, Karen and Antra, who are the Arenegade nurses, I mean, they are incredible trailblazers, really just busting open the way that nurses are educated in the United States. And they talked about the paucity or the lack of training in nursing programs about what trauma-informed care is. They'd really never even had a name for it until we chatted, even though they knew it was everywhere. And so they just do a beautiful job in their episode 17, talking about their experience, why they shifted into an entrepreneurship model and education as nurses, why they loved the field and left the field in different capacities. So take a listen to that. Um, if you haven't had a chance to listen to Eric Weiser and you are interested in rural health, definitely listen to episode six. He does a great job of explaining how trauma shows up in rural medicine, not only for patients and, and emphasizing that when you're in a small rural community, really, you know, everybody and everybody knows you. There's not as much anonymity that's available to you as a physician and that it really becomes like a living, breathing practice of trauma-informed care that often meetings are happening in people's houses and folks that come into his practice know each other, know him, have seen him in the community. And I have to say, Eric had one of my favorite quotes of all times in this podcast. Um, and it was just early on in that episode six. And what he said was, when he thinks about trauma and being a trauma-informed provider, he said, ask the questions, be quiet and get out of the way, and then just pass the box of tissues. I mean, over and over and over on this podcast, what you hear providers say is, if I knew then what I know now, I would just be a better listener. I would ask the questions and not be afraid to have to have all the answers. Which brings up another person who talked about how trauma presents in us. And that was my special guest, Kit O'Malley. She is a former therapist and someone who's been diagnosed with bipolar disorder. Take a listen to her in episode 19. She does a great job talking about how diagnoses of bipolar disorder showed up in her, how healthcare providers missed it, dismissed it, minimized it, and how she's on a one woman mission to really help people decrease the stigma around mental health, talk about it more, and let individuals know that they can live a fulfilling life with mental health diagnoses. So a special thanks to her. Another theme of the episodes that, that are covered in this podcast is how trauma shows up in patients, which I think is so critically important. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to my friend, Gene Nicholson, he is a Kaiser Permanente doctor. And in 15, episode 15, he really talks about the hard fought lessons he's had to learn for himself and for patients that he works with, how he's had to figure out because of his own background of struggling with some mental illness problems, how to set really clear boundaries, how to leave work at work and so that he could show up for his kids and his family. 
He has a, a beautiful acronym called VB Coach um, as a way of just validating and bolstering skills of resilience that he teaches. And really what I love about Gene's episode is how he talks about the critical, important aspect of humanity in practicing medicine. And man, I wish every kid had a chance to have a pediatrician like him, just someone who's relatable and down to earth. I really think relationships are one of the key components of being a trauma-informed provider, being in that connected space with a kid or a family over the course of their lifetime. If you listen to my episode eight with um, Terry Pedersen and and Keith Chang, oh man, they are just a dynamic duo. And basically what they say is don't be afraid to ask about trauma. It's already there. You're the only person in the room who doesn't know that that person or that family or that adult patient has experienced trauma. It's just that you haven't asked yet. And by asking, you create this incredible safe space where you're saying to this person, I really am looking at you your whole health, biopsychosocial health. I'm not just focusing on the biology of you, disease, pathology. I also want to know how are you doing socially? How are you doing emotionally? How's your family? So anyway, that's Terry and Keith. Related to that, Deborah Korn does a beautiful job in episode 14. She is an EMDR specialist, and she wrote a book called Every Memory Deserves Respect. It's a spin on that acronym, as I'm sure you can um, tell. It's EMDR. And what she talks about is just how trauma might look in adult patients that she's worked with, how beneficial, efficacious, trauma-informed treatment can be for patients. So take a listen to her. Um, my friend Robin in episode 28 as I was mentioning before, does a really beautiful job of talking about how trauma shows up in kids. And she really looks at it through a neurobiological perspective and, and really encourages parents and families and therapists, anybody who works with kids to recognize that engaging in these behaviors that might, in her, her words, seem really baffling is actually this beautiful protective mechanism that our nervous system has to protect us from further harm. I mean, can you imagine being a kid who's experienced extreme amounts of complex trauma, whether it be physical abuse, neglect, sexual abuse, witnessing horrific domestic violence, and then having an adult, an adopted parent, a parent who's in recovery, a teacher, want you to trust them. I mean, wouldn't you do everything you could to push back against that when your most primary caregiver, the person who is supposed to provide you safety and attachment and security, wasn't able to do so at a really critical time? And so, of course, your nervous system would create these defense mechanisms with anxious attachment or avoidant attachment patterns, both of which, by the way, are still organized attachment patterns. But our bodies and brains have this beautiful protective mechanism to help this feeling of safety. What Robin does a beautiful job of educating parents and professionals about is how we can begin to understand kids' behaviors in their nervous system. So please take a, a listen to episode 28. And if you're interested, she has a podcast as well called Parenting After Trauma, which is phenomenal. Diana Londonio, who is one of the leading female urologists in our country, 
in episode 11 talks about how trauma shows up in her adult patients in urology. And she tells heartbreaking and inspiring stories of noticing trauma in her patients. And what I love about what Diana says as a physician is don't be afraid to ask. Often she talks about this innate feeling that she has as a physician, that she knows something is off with a patient, or she can just tell there's something more there or a story or an experience they may have had that brought them to her. And by asking and just being in a space of saying, hey, I know that this might feel difficult to talk about or difficult to talk about with me, but I noticed that the way your body is presenting or the issues that you're coming in with today, there must be something more going on. It goes back to that lens. Remember that lens of not just thinking what's wrong with this person, but shifting that to what happened. I wonder what happened and how can I help? So Diana Landonia does a beautiful job of that. You know, I think one of the things I've been struck by as I interview physicians and other folks that intersect in the field of healthcare is this common need for human beingness, for us to be able to bring our whole selves into the work that we do, um, to have self-compassion and self-forgiveness. And in my most recent episode, episode 31 with Nicola Harker, she just does a great job of describing her own story of burnout, how it led her to a space of coaching female physicians. And she does a wonderful job in this episode of describing self-compassion. Please take a listen to it. One of the core tenets of self-compassion is recognizing this common humanity. And I think it's taught out of folks in healthcare. I really think that it's something that isn't encouraged, right? You're supposed to be the consummate professional, always know the answers, never let them see you sweat, um, you know, always be the healer, the helper, and never the human. So many of the phys physicians that I've talked to on this podcast just said, we have to get rid of that. We have to unlearn that. We have to relearn training medicine in a different way. And Nicola and, and several others really talk about that. And to dive even deeper into that space of physician burnout, please listen to Dominic Corgan's episode number seven on physician burnout, or Sapna Shah Hawk's episode number 18 on physician burnout, or even my friend Miriam on episode 23. She, she literally was talking to me during Hurricane Ivan. So we titled hers, uh, uh, I think the calm in the storm or working through the storm. I can't remember. She's episode 23. At any rate, all three of these physicians talk about their journey of being providers, being healers and helpers and hitting a wall of burnout. It, it's truly remarkable. The more physicians, nurses, physical therapists, dentists, allied health professionals that I talked to, I would say a vast majority have experienced burnout on some level and considered leaving this profession. When I talk to them, one of the things they talk about is that they're not allowed to be humans. And, and that's what I mentioned before, just our full human 
experience, right? They're taught to compartmentalize being a dad or a son or a husband who's worried about his wife or a wife that's going through a divorce or having kids that are difficult or needing to leave to take care of a parent, to be a caregiver in your own family. And that everything is taught to sacrifice for your patients, give extra time, give extra time to the system, to the healthcare system. And that creates trauma for physicians. And if we want to have trauma-informed environments, then we can't continue to create trauma for our physicians and healthcare providers. Okay. I'm preaching to the choir. Um, there's also a couple of really lovely episodes around how physicians are trained. Um, Miriam Z, otherwise known as Dr. Z in episode 23, Diana Londonio in episode 11, talk about being heart-centered physicians. Oh my gosh. If you want to be inspired by Diana Londonio, who's a physician coach, and, and Dr. Z, who is a clinician, educator, and residency teacher, they're all doing training in some capacity, as well as Dr. Um, Sapna Shahak. They really talk about relational, heart-centered leadership. And I love that Dr. Z says in her episode, you know, I can't not be a mom and a wife. And so why am I being asked to not bring those aspects of myself into this work? Gretchen Pianca, she does an equally brilliant job of talking about this in the pediatric exam room. In fact, her episode is called Stop Checking All the Boxes, because what she's realized in her work with Resilience University is that all of the things that are on the Healthy Families Initiative and all the things that are kind of crammed into a well-child visit don't really matter if they're not on the family's agenda. That if you're talking about car seats or bicycle helmet safety or school readiness, but the family has experienced extreme loss or there's abuse that's happening in the home or they're going through a divorce or there's addiction that's present, you're gonna miss all of that if you're not paying attention and being connected in the relationship. And I have to tell you time and time again, what I tell pediatric providers is there is no one but you who has access to kids and families as early in their life as you do. I don't have that access as a psychologist. Educators don't have that access within the school systems, even early ESD, early intervention. It is OBGYNs, family practitioners, and pediatricians who have access to families who've experienced trauma from day one, even as an OB in, you know, in utero, talking to pregnant moms who are terrified of their own experiences of intergenerational trauma and, and scared about what it might be like to be a new mom. So all of those folks' episodes really bring this idea of connection to the presence of mind. So take a listen to those. If you're wanting to dive into health equity, oh my gosh, please pick up episode nine with my friend Alfonso, episode 24 with my friend Alicia, um, Moreland Capuya, excuse me, um, Bahia Overton, episode 12, or Tabitha Jensen in episode 26. All of these incredible, brilliant people talk about tracing trauma upstream. Alfonso said beautifully, if I'm not well, none of us are well. They really underscore the importance of looking at equity within our healthcare systems and if you want to be really motivated, listen to Bahia's episode in episode number 12. She actually gives a script 
for moms. I, I kind of put her on the spot and she's of course brilliant and eloquent and does this beautiful script of how mo- pregnant moms could talk to their OBGYN about the increased rate of maternal mortality for black women. And she does this great job of, of script making. So you have to take a listen to that. Let me back up from there. There are a few episodes that I've just cherished in regards to one of my passions, which is pediatric health and early relational health in those very early years. If you want to listen to it from a physician perspective, take a listen to my friend David Willis in episode 21, where he talks about the importance of early relational health and how really if we focus on that caregiver baby bond, we can heal trauma. And I 100% agree with him. If you want to hear it from a parent perspective, please listen to episode 27 with my friend Haley Reynolds or episode 16 with my friend Don Dom. Man, those ladies are brilliant, compassionate community members who are doing incredible boots on the ground work based on their lived experience and connecting with moms and caregivers in their respective places of work. Dawn's episode had me in tears several times. And and she really talked about how had a healthcare provider known what trauma was, maybe her relationship with her biological mom would have been different because somebody would have known to ask and intervened sooner. And Haley, in her episode 27, just does a beautiful job of, of talking about how we can reparent ourselves after experiencing childhood trauma. So if you want to really get into these episodes around early relationships and how important they are, especially if you're an OBGYN or family practitioner or a pediatrician who really does a lot of work with this age group, please take a listen to those. If you're looking for straightforward, incredible inspiration around trauma-informed medicine, go back to episode three. Listen to my interview with Dr. Ken Ginsberg. Oh my gosh, he is inspiring and articulate and brilliant. He's the author of several books on childhood resilience and has um, a website that's linked up to in my show notes. But I have to tell you, so many people listen to his episode, you know, and then write to me and say how they've tried things that he's talked about, how it resonated so much with them. He's really incredible to listen to. Um, as well in the theme of incredible inspiration and support, I mentioned my friends Haley and Dawn, but Dr. Dawn Beagle in episode 29 talks about her own lived experience of homelessness and poverty for over 20 years. And now she has a doctorate and helps families really heal and understand the impact of poverty. And she works with professionals in this area as well. All right, last theme I wanted to talk about in this recap is kind of like what next steps look like in trauma-informed medicine and who's leading the way in terms of leadership and compassion and just taking care of ourselves. Um, So Guy McPherson in episode five, who some of you may be familiar with, he has a podcast called the Trauma Therapist Podcast. He gets down to that root of what I was mentioning before, which is bringing our whole selves into this work and how important our common humanity is and all of the work that we do. 
more recently, if you're thinking about wanting inspiration on leadership on a systemic level, on an organizational level, take a listen to episode 30 with Richard Stone. Wow. He was the undersecretary for the Veterans Administration during the height, the beginning of the pandemic. He talks about being the calm when everything else just feels chaotic. And his message about leadership and his humility about leadership and surrounding yourself with people more brilliant than you so that there can really be a force of helpers is truly inspirational. I also just want to say again that my friend Gretchen is such an incredible leader in the areas of resilience and what it should look like in pediatric health. If you want just like a little bit of self-love and self-compassion work, please listen to episode um, 25 with my friend um, Nicole Smith-Levay or the episode with Lisa where they talk about breath work and how yoga and breathing have truly healed them. Nicole Smith-Levay actually walks you through a whole breathwork exercise. So if you want to just meditate on your way to work um, and do some deep breathing, take a listen to episode 25. Okay. So what are my big takeaways from the last six months? You've kind of gotten an overview of episodes you might want to go back to and listen to, maybe some people or topics that have inspired you. I'll put all of that in the show notes so that you have access to it. But here are my big takeaways from the last six months. First, trauma is everywhere. It is ubiquitous. It is in every person, every healthcare system, every organization, large and small, every area of our world. And we have to start knowing what it looks like and more importantly, what to do about it. That's my passion with this podcast. So please keep listening. A second takeaway that I have is that we need more self-compassion. We can't just expect ourselves to be these robotic healers. It's not acceptable in healthcare any longer. And I think younger residents and more informed residency programs are beginning to understand that. But we really have to give ourselves compassion and grace about what it means to be a healer and a human. So that means we need different types of training. We need to be able to unlearn some traditional forms of how we've been taught to practice and relearn or learn for the first time new ways. Talking about trauma is validating and important. And I heard that consistently. I've heard that. I I knew that in my heart to start with. That's why I created this podcast. And I've continued to hear that reiterated from professional after professional after professional You're the only person who doesn't know about the trauma that's in the room. And so just asking is important and validating. And then the second part, like my friend, Eric Weiser said, just listen and get out of the way. You don't have to have answers. You don't have to have a prescription. You don't have to solve the problem. You just have to provide a safe space for acknowledgement of adversities, stress, trauma, that people have gone through and be a space where it says, I hear you, I believe you, and I have resources that can help you. That's really what we're here about, creating connected relationships. So really sitting in that space of listening. Um, Here's the final takeaway I'll give to you today after doing all of these episodes, um, now 31 plus some bonus episodes, In each episode that I do at the very end, I say to my guests, 
it's 11 o'clock at night and you have a food craving. What do you reach for? And here's what I've learned. We could run the healthcare system on four things, popcorn, chips, ice cream, and whiskey. So if you're a healthcare provider and that resonates with you, you are not alone. I want to know from all of you, what else do you want to hear about? Who else do you want to hear from? Email me, amy at dramyllc.com. That's doctor spelled out. Tell me other topics that you're interested in, other things you want me to talk about or guests, or maybe you think you should be a guest on this podcast. I would love to hear from you. Go to my website, www.dramyllc.com. Click on podcast. You can put in a submission there to be a guest on my podcast, or you can email me and tell me people you'd like to hear from or topics you'd like to hear about. Also, what I'm realizing is being in community is important. If you haven't had a chance yet to take me up on this incredible opportunity to join us in the Provider Lounge, which is a monthly learning collaborative where we meet together in community and talk about trauma and resilience, please do so. Just pop me an email or you can go to my website and click on the link. We'd love it if you came to join us for a free time together. I really think that being in community is how we heal. And that's what the Provider Lounge is all about. Being in community learning about trauma-informed medicine, and most importantly, learning actionable, tangible tools that you can use with your patients right away to mitigate stress and harm. It's super practical information. It's really my wheelhouse and what I love doing with various kinds of providers. We have affinity groups now for physicians, for dentists, for optometrists, for behavioral health consultants, for family support workers. So join us in there. Really, you're invited. I want you to be there. Um, And the last thing I would say is if, if you're listening today, it's spring of 2023. And in April, I have an upcoming mini retreat about the Cards for Connection, which is my curriculum to build resilience at every age birth to young adulthood. It's going to be here at my farm with yoga and delicious food. And you're going to learn those valuable brief interventions that really bridge the gap between the need for mental health support and outpatient care. So come and learn with us. If you're curious about that, again, give us an email. Uh, That's it, friends. Keep listening. The next four episodes that I do are just going to be with me, you and me chatting about how I talk with patients, scripts that I give providers about trauma and building resilience in really straightforward ways. So just some short episodes that you can take away, brief, actionable tools and inspiration. Thanks so much. Bye for now. Well, that's it, friends. If you like what you're hearing in this space, I invite you to join us in the Provider Lounge, a learning collaborative to build resilience. It's an incredible group of physicians who meet monthly, get CME, and lean into conversations about trauma, resilience, and other tough topics. This is the most important medicine. Keep listening to other people's stories and let them transform you. And keep sharing your own, because your humanity will heal others. We'll talk soon.